Hello and welcome to The Ripper, The Teller and The Gremlin episode 42 and we actually finally have a guest back. We've no. done it. We've managed it <laughs> after what feels like nearly months of back and forth. Um, we have wasps returning with us. Hello. Um, yes, I didn't actually say whoops this time. You didn't, you know? that was impressive. I, get <laughs> I, I thought about it, I was like, oh, but uh, it works. My brain actually, you know, <laughs> engaged. Um, and yeah, like I say, we had you on on episode 22. So that was 20 episodes ago for us now. Time flies, especially in I lockdown. <laughs> and and you, we, I listened back to the episode today and like, we were all like, yeah, yeah, we'll have you on again really soon. And then it was just like, oh God. How long, how long ago was that? It was... Must have been uh, seven months at least. Was it last yeah, year? I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have to do the maths quick, but what, like four episodes a month, twenty episodes ago, so quite quite a while ago, five, yeah, five months. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. that one quickly. Yeah. You're like, I don't, I don't want to show myself off. <laughs> <laughs> the little pause, the little fear. Yeah, that no, was the yeah that got me. Five. Yeah. Yeah. It was December, December eleventh. There you go. Wow. There you go. That's terrifying. But yeah, I, we're just going to start and say congrats on 2.2k followers on Twitch. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, quite a, a jump from, from the last time we had you on. Yeah, so well, it, I, don't, I don't know what it was back then, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of coming like big, big bounds, I guess. I took yeah, a little I mean, bit of a break, but I'm back at it now. Yeah, I mean, I love the logo, um, thank which you, I, yeah. I can actually that's see a, now. That's a rebrand, yeah. <laughs> And uh, I love, is it, um, what was it, is in your bio? It's like professional loser or international, international loser. loser. I think that's, that's it, yeah. it, international super loser. <laughs> I saw that the other day and I was like, oh my God. Because I, I, do, I do pop in on your streams every now and then. Oh, thank you. And have, have a little... I think it's pretty, pretty on brand, international super loser. Yeah, I thought it was great. <laughs> I, was like, I love that bit of, bit of self-deprivation. <laughs> Can't it's go wrong. <laughs> Um, so I've got a few questions prepared, sort of uh, following on from stuff that's happened recently or from the last time you were on board. So the first sort of thing I have to ask is, did you play or did you avoid Cyberpunk? I played it for a little bit. I didn't get very okay. far. I was pretty disappointed, as I think probably <laughs> you guys were as well. Um, I, I found the story to be really good. The bits that I played of the story, but just outside of the missions, incredibly empty. Well, it just felt like a massive waste. Um, and it was quite buggy as well. So didn't, didn't stick with it. Got a refund in the end. Of one place. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sent it all the way back. Yeah. Complete reverse. I, for- I forgot Sony were doing refunds, weren't mm. they? Yeah, I didn't know they wanted to, but... <laughs> Jeez. What about you guys? Well, uh, I never got around to it personally. Oh, I, you didn't? Uh, I, I, no, I wanted to so badly, but I just was like, if down later down the line, because like it made me laugh actually. The developers posted a thing the other day, um, only about a week ago, saying that the game was now at a satisfactory state. And yeah. I was like, it's not really what you want to hear. So I was like, when it's past satisfactory, I might pick it up, but, um, <laughs> but until then, probably not. Mm. Well, I played it and really enjoyed it. But I was, on, uh, I was on the, the previous gen mm. and it just got to the point where like bizarrely it started off really strong and the, the, for the intro and the first couple stuff, the bugs weren't too bad. And then once I started getting more and more into the open world and more and more into that side of things, I just had to put it down. Mm. I was just like, oh, this has started so strong. But now it's just like <laughs> there's just geezers teleporting and police like... <laughs> yeah. 
that's kind of what I found. I found like the more I like, I, I was speaking to my dad about it when it because we, we started playing it together. Um, kind of like start playing at the same time and we were both saying like how good it was and then just like over the days I was talking to each other about it it just kind of devolved into like yeah this is awful like just police suddenly teleporting behind you everyone just running off with the same animation when you pull out a gun or <laughs> yeah, it was just like suddenly like when you take a step back and look at it you just go yeah this isn't at all up to standard yeah especially when you got textures popping in and out and, yeah. and then you fall through the you know the bottom of the map and you're like oh god that's some was... pretty weird bugs on reddit yeah, I was strangely enough, we obviously we talked a lot about it before launch, um, but then obviously after launch we talked a little bit about it until we were sick of it. But mm. and we actually haven't really spoken about it until now. But no. um, I was strangely enough talking to um, some friends the other day about Cyberpunk, and I asked them if they if they got around to playing it, if they you know ever bothered with it or whatever. And um, they was just saying like that it is just like it, they they said like if you look at the the record behind it, you've got the witcher three and then you've got this and they were like just how did they go so wrong mm. and i was like it is quite astounding isn't it when you think about all the hype that that led up to this game um and even how long ago did that launch like you know how many months ago was it and <clears throat> it's around christmas wasn't it yeah and we're still at satisfactory stage like yeah, it's well, just only inc- just got there as well yeah exactly so <laughs> it is crazy but yeah, so hopefully eventually the game will be at a standard where everyone can maybe try picking it up again, maybe cheaper, and then it might be more enjoyable. But uh, that, I didn't want to play it because I didn't want to leave a sour taste and then not want to ever play it. So yeah. uh, I think if I just wait long enough, it might be all right. Mm. Or yeah. make another cyberpunk game. I still think there's a great game in there, but it just still needs a ton of work. That's where I sort of, That's how I sort of feel about it. There's definitely a great story in there. The bits that I played of this this one mission, obviously I'm going to spoilers, and I can't really remember it that well. It was like a very <laughs> tense sort of like cinematic and like dialogue situation um, with all the different choices and stuff. And that was really good. But then as soon as you leave the mission and the guy gets onto his motorbike and then just drives into a lamppost for like five <laughs> minutes and then just you go, mm, maybe, maybe there's something lacking here. I'm not too sure. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Uh, what about you, Bradley? You've been been quiet. I can't remember. Have you? Have you? I still have dive? it installed, and I still haven't played it. Uh, <laughs> waiting for better days, are you? Yeah, literally. I saw Satisfactory as well, and I was like, not yet. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe, like you said, maybe I'll wait for past Satisfactory, and that's when I'll dive in. Another two years when they're I've, like, I've it's finally things, perfect. I've also got things I'm playing, so it's like I'm in no rush. So I'll happily wait and sit here and, until it's at a state where I'm like, yeah. So I am on PC, so it shouldn't actually be that bad anyway. Um, mm. But yeah, still waiting. I'll let you know when I play it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, and the other sort of things we had recently, we actually had E3. And we did a, um, a whole episode devoted to it. I was just wondering, did, did you see anything from E3 that really uh, grabbed your interest, Jordan? It's got you uh... excited. I, you know, I didn't watch all that much. I'm really looking forward to um, Battlefield. Is it Battlefield 20? Yes. 42. Yeah. 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 Day one purchase for us all. Yeah, all for, I, for think all so. I think so. I think they're probably going to be doing like betas if you pre-order, aren't they? I think. So if, if and when they announce those, I'm definitely going to pre-order, I think. Yeah. Um, just to jump in those earlier with some friends. But yeah, really looking forward to that. That looks really good. Yeah, it looks wicked. I'm not too sure what else I saw. I don't know. Well, if you guys say something, I'll probably remember. But <laughs> there's so much going on. There's so yeah. much coming out as well. I mean, you know, for for me, I'm a diehard Halo fan. So anyone who, oh, who, who listens now, I'm waiting for Infinite. Mm. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, yeah, there, there was, we, we actually, um, Jordan, we did an episode, uh, literally, what was it, last week? Was it last week, the episode? 
uh, was it last week we talked about E3 or was it the week before? It well, was it the been... week prior. Yeah, week prior. Episode we 40. T- yeah, we talked about, um, we did basically a whole episode running through E3 um, and literally we just went through like all of the games that, well, as many games as we could that were announced one by one and just said loves and hates. Um, <laughs> and it was actually really interesting because like we realised after... Uh, like not very long that 90% of these games were going on the game pass. And we were talking about like how amazing that is. Like they're all going on there, but, but you'll, you'll probably, if you listen to it, you'll probably notice about like halfway through, I realized that nobody had said anything negative yet. So then I just (laughs) began to just slate loads of games. And uh, then the podcast took a negative, uh, negative turn (laughs) for a little while. (laughs) Just a bias like balance. Yeah. I had to, yeah. I had to make it perfectly balanced. To ruin Uh, everything. (laughs) <laughs> but but yeah um what other title i mean was there any other big titles in e like big big titles in e3 starfield i think starfield yes. that, that there's a bit of a it wasn't really it wasn't one really, i'm like, very excited for reveal wasn't it i guess <clears throat> yeah a little bit more information that looks that looks very good did you guys see the um there's like this etching of uh a map that people think is going to be the elder scrolls Oh really? Uh, location in the like the dashboard. You, you guys don't see that? No, I didn't no. see that. That's I don't so know if it's cool. been. I, was, I saw it a little while, <laughs> ago, but it might, I don't know if it's been confirmed or denied. But it was um, on like the like the hull of the ship when it zooms in. There's like this yeah. weird etching, and it looks like the outlining of a certain place in the Elder Scrolls series. I don't know all that much about it, but people and that's like there's also other rumors that that's where the new Elder Scrolls is going to be set, and this is kind of like got people thinking that's that it's really definitely cool. true and stuff. i'll have to look into that well i wouldn't yeah. put it past bethesda to put in a little tease for their other franchises uh, to try and you know keep keep the 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 small glimmer of hope that we're all going to still be alive by the time it's the next elder scrolls comes out <laughs> maybe our grandkids yeah maybe we're gonna be like granddad do you remember this and you're like, oh my god back in my day we played skyrim on the alexa on the Alexa. <laughs> Eat all the cheese. Um, but yeah, and the only other thing I was going to say, um, so is there anything you've been watching or playing recently that's really consumed your you, you your life, really? Ooh, well, other any, than any... Minecraft, which always consumes my life. I've yeah, been watching your um, Loki. Oh, okay. oh, yes. Have you guys... Yeah, I don't want to spoilers if you guys haven't No, watched. no, it's, it's great. I'm yeah, really yeah. enjoying it. I've, I've only watched the first two... Um, but I've heard it gets it gets going. Yeah, I'm up to Jordan. Are you up to date with I'm it? I'm up to date. Yeah, I'm I'm on episode. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm on episode four. Um, and I I mean I've loved it from the very start, but no spoilers. But I thought episode three was just fantastic. I don't know if you remember which episode that I was. I don't remember but, the number. Uh, <laughs> what, what episode was this week or last week? Four. Uh, it was four. Just the week just gone. Oh, so okay. It's the so one this week's episode it's, yeah, it's the one. Um, uh, it's the one where they visit some of the historic um, event, like cat- like catastrophes. I won't say any more than that, but you'll know. You yes. should know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. just fantastic yeah. episode. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think Loki is probably it's my favorite sp- um, like Marvel series so far of the hmm. spin-off ones. I can't re- I can't pinpoint which episode it was like numbering wise. There was one episode which I felt was an absolutely like really pretty like the weakest episode of them all. i think the rest of it i really really enjoyed was it was it because i heard um i haven't seen it yet but i heard from like reviews and stuff that episode four was the slowest episode and the least popular one so far i think um, so it wasn't last yeah. week it was the one before that Shifu oh was my, pretty bad. yeah but maybe right, maybe it's very vague very vague think, about going into specifics isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah i think i remember hearing that i remember hearing that episode three was the one everyone hated Jack, oh really and episode oh, four was the I one really everyone loved it. Oh, I really liked. I you think really it was episode three, unless think... I'm unless I'm wrong with my numbering. But I know which episode I mean, and I, I loved that one. But there, um, there was 
yeah i knew that one of the more recent ones yeah. was uh, supposed to be a bit slower than uh less enjoyable but i think it's all been good so far and and by the way one thing i have to say about that series owen wilson is really selling it for me Definitely. like as yeah. like this character that he plays is just great <laughs> um but yeah i think it was the one episode that he wasn't in which is the one that i yeah. found to be the, yeah, the, yeah. the slowest actually mm. but um but yeah, overall really really enjoying it i think that's that's something i've been watching a lot of lately um and mythic quest as well which is just finished on apple tv I I've always wanted to watch that. It looks it's, really it's, good. Yeah, it's like really it's, it looks like a proper bit of me. Yeah, <laughs> it's about it's about um, game developers, isn't it? Yeah, so it's it's kind like, of like the industry. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a sitcom set in a um, a game uh, game studio who are making an MMO or the expansion of an MMO that's already already out. Um, and it is also made in partnership with Ubisoft or Ubisoft. How do you pronounce that? Um, and yeah, it's just really it's just really quite good. It's very funny. Very, very quite has its like quite serious moments sometimes. I've, I've heard a lot about that that it meant to be really good, but I've mm. never, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's really good. I have to give that one yeah, a go. Definitely, definitely worth checking out. It's on Apple TV. Nice, cool. Well, unless anyone else has any any uh, questions for George, well, should we move into the news? Yeah, of course. Go for it. Cool. So um, I'll start with um, some sort of Sony updates we got this week because uh, Sony's been in the news quite a lot this week. Mm. So I don't know if you saw this, but first off, Sony um, has partnered with um, the um, <clears throat> with a, a load of brand new studios. They uh, sort of hinted at, and they did a big post about uh, acquisitions right. of some new studios. They um, just acquired the Medium developers, yeah, um, who are meant to be working on a horror game for them, mm-hmm. but. The, the, that was all sort of you know quite cut and dry they were like hey we've acquired the medium developers they're working on a horror game that was out front but sony japan when they tweeted it um the artwork they tweeted had those developers name but it also had blue point right. on there who made the dark souls remake demon right. souls. souls remake <laughs> even the uh original bradley's heart just burst a little bit there didn't it yeah um and this was really interesting because it had that on there, on, on the banner, and then they immediately took it down. And because it hadn't been announced that they'd acquired Bluepoint, hadn't been announced they'd partnered with it. So this has got people immediately speculating on, is there a deal that's being formalized or a deal that's currently in the works that is you know, nearly completed? Um, and this backs up ages ago. We had a rumor that... Um, Bluepoint were going to be developing a Metal Gear Solid remake that oh, yes, Konami had allowed Sony to pub to, to to have have the rights to make. Yeah. So this sort of um, fupa from the PlayStation Twitter department almost goes to sort of reinforce that rumor, mm-hmm. and that's got a lot of people really excited. Yeah. I don't know if that's something that uh, would have any of you guys super excited. We've we've certainly talked about the Metal Gear Solid remake before. Um, but I don't know if, if Jord is interested in the Metal Gear franchise or anything. I've never played a Metal Gear, but if Bluepoint made a remake of uh, Bloodborne, I'm down. Because <laughs> they did they, Demon's Souls, didn't they? I'm yes. Really yeah. So Bloodborne I'd be down for, but I've never touched never touched a Metal Gear Solid game. Is there any reason or just, not, just, just never got around just to it? Just never have. I think, you know, I think I must have played 
like one of the very early ones, like the top down, like PlayStation. Yeah. What was it? PlayStation One. I must have played one of them when I was yeah, young. Yeah, but the, not understood the, it at all. Probably Snake Eater or um, yeah. Sons of Liberty or Sons one of the like really that. old ones. But but other than that, no. I think I've I've got a few of them <laughs> on PlayStation Plus and, and other things like that, but just just never really, never really interested me. Well, not they didn't not they haven't not interested me, but more so I don't know the story. I, I yeah, don't know sure. Something like you got to play from the start. Or, well, or you don't have to play from the start because uh, even people who've been playing for years don't really know the story. Right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> I've played true, yeah. five. I think I've got fan. <laughs> is it Phantom Pain? Is that number? Yes. Five? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think, five, I, I, think yeah. I do have that on PlayStation Plus. Or that is good. Have it. Really good. You like yeah. they're confusing s- though, because <laughs> the way they're sort of written is there's a lot of stuff that's implied, but there's also a lot of stuff left open. Right. Okay. Um. So and there's also a lot of stuff where it's there's they play around with a, that sort of a mental health angle in a lot of the games. Mm-hmm. Um. So a lot of it is kind of is this real? Is this not real? Is this like you know? Th- there's so many crazy aspects to it that it's left almost intentionally vague at times. Um, I'd say it's less vague in the earlier games where the ones where yeah. you play as um, Snake's clone son, basically. What? Uh, so in the, in the original games, you are basically <laughs> big bosses like sons, but you're f- from clone DNA and they're the original protagonists. Right. Because in the first Metal Gear Solid um, and the second Metal Gear Solid, actually, Big Boss is the um, enemy, is the the, the main uh, antagonist, and that's who you play as in in uh, Four and Phantom Pain. Jordan, all I'm going to say is that Phantom Pain, like I've played some of the older ones as well, but Phantom Pain is really good, um, like obviously, and it would hold weight like mechanically and uh, sort of um, graphically and things like that now, but. I've played quite a few of them and I still know very little about the games. So right. I don't really understand any, like so, you could enjoy Phantom Pain without really understanding yeah, it. it right. Yeah. You, Phantom Pain was my first. If you stick with it though, there are some twists oh, yeah. that will generally blow your mind. Yeah. Like yeah. me and Bradley have talked about it before. You can't tell anyone because it would you no. know, ruin no. the game. Five, yeah. yeah. Five is really good at being a self-contained experience. You, you okay. can enjoy it like regardless of never playing the rest. Yeah. And I love five. Yeah, and, and you know, there's there's a rabbit hole of great content creators on YouTube who have tried to piece the story together and explain everything. <laughs> tried. And you know, I've watched this these video essays that are like two hours long, uh, and just to try to fully understand how it connects and how it works, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty crazy that you kind of, unless you've been paying attention in all the games from the get go, <laughs> you kind of have to search for ancillary you, you know content first yeah literally <laughs> to figure it out um but it is an amazing series of games uh, would you uh, be open yeah. to uh trying a remake if they made a remake though yeah I mean, what would they remake the first ones i'm guessing yeah yeah how long ago did phantom pain card up that was i think it was what, 2015 2015 <laughs> around fair, then well, yeah fair yeah. i was say fairly recent that's over half a decade ago but yeah i'll definitely be down, down for it i mean if that if they were going to be one of the first ones that might not be a bad stepping stone into the series but definitely definitely give it a go i mean they've got they've got a good track record um blue point so oh yeah i think they're a, a you know a very interesting studio um sort of have they made any going forward other, other own ips or have they just done remakes i think they've just done remakes yeah but there's a lot of these little studios popping up that literally just seem to specialize in remasters and remakes. Mm. You know, it's quite an interesting, uh, you know, sort of um, aspect. 
I still want to go back and play Demon's Souls, so <laughs> I still haven't really played that. Has, wait, have you not got a PS5 yet? Are you? No, I, I won't get one. No. I won't get one because the only game I want is Demon's Souls. Right, okay. Because last time I was on, I remember you were saying that, <laughs> and you no. remember that I hadn't played it, and I'm yeah. pleased to tell you, I've still not played it. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> And I um, thought we got away with that when Chris didn't ask. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, te- I, I, bring it up. I, I purposely <laughs> didn't I say anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, I wanted to tell you. <laughs> just, just to rub it in. Just, to, just <laughs> to really salt in the wound. <laughs> <laughs> we waited until the end of the podcast and then on the closing thoughts oh, done yeah. it and then left and then just left. Like, <laughs> oh, he'll, he'll have forgotten by then, so I'll say it again. It's fine. So, so <laughs> in, in the next five months when we have Jordan again, he's going he's gonna to wait for closing thoughts. And, and then gonna, go... Go, yeah. I still haven't played it, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but I have played Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, the next sort of bit of news that was sort of attached to this was indie devs are getting very mad at PlayStation. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of them who are being quite outspoken. At, they feel PlayStation doesn't treat indie devs very well. Right. Okay. So it came out that a lot of the indie devs are saying that the treatment that they give, that PlayStation gives triple A and double A devs is the exact same way they treat the indie devs. Mm. But they are saying how it's weird and unfair because they aren't comparable like at all. Um, And they were saying that PlayStation doesn't really do a lot to market indies they've acquired the most they'll do is a PlayStation blog for marketing and you, the developers have to pay them to showcase them on the PlayStation blog anyway. It doesn't surprise me in all honesty though, because we've, we've had conversations on this podcast before about how Sony, like, you know, going forward, want to focus on only really these big, you know, big, massive top selling IPs and things like that. So putting those two things together, it doesn't really shock me. Like, no, but, but at the same time, if, if you still have a few indie devs attached to you, you think yeah. you could at least try to make their lives, even if you're moving away from them. It, yeah. it sounds almost like they're just trying to, <laughs> I don't know, get rid of them faster. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, but yeah, it's, it's a strange one. Because like I say, the, the major complaints are the awful policies uh, sort of, and that sort of saying, you know, like I've said, linked to the fact that they treat them exactly the same way they treat every other de- develop, uh, dev no matter what the sort of size is um like i say they've said that the strange and annoying fees just to market a game even though you'd think if it's an exclusive they'd want to market it themselves kind of like how microsoft does and then they've also fired on about sony having horrendously poor communication which is giving me like google flashbacks <laughs> you know I don't know if you guys got. Would you? I know Jack just sort of chimed in, but have either of you guys got any sort I mean, of um, don't, thoughts? Don't a lot of um, indie games at least get get marketed via their community? I, I mean, I could be completely wrong, but like uh, a lot of the uh, indie games that I see on PC, they're often very sort of like word of mouth or social mm. media sort of thing, rather yeah. than direct yeah. marketing on like I don't know, TV or or websites that sort of thing. It's normally just like uh, PC gamer. Obviously, that doesn't help with PlayStation, but PC Gamer and other websites like that, that are sort of marketing these games just from uh, coverage. Yeah, there, there is that, but it, it's sort of, they were talking about, if you look at 
Microsoft next to PlayStation, mm. Microsoft pushed the indies really hard. Mm, that's like, true, yeah. Really hard, like, like in Game your Pass face. And stuff. Yeah, Game Pass yeah. or just they're plastered over the homepage every time you right. turn an Xbox on. And they do, I think it's every month, they do, um, there's actually an actual indie partner um, program that's always on there and there's always discounts, there's always like bundles and stuff. So I think some of the indie devs are just like, why bother to get us for exclusives and then let us sink instead of what Microsoft do where they try to push them as hard as they can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You can't, you can't compare, you you can't treat them both the same. Can you like a AAA company and an indie developer when they've got different funding, different like team sizes and stuff. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Hmm. But, but like, but like um, Jack said, they're, they're moving away from indie, indie games, and we've known about this for a while. PlayStation want to be the home of blockbuster games. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think maybe they need to, you know, <laughs> sever, sever ties of indie devs if they're not going to support them. Instead of just yeah. kind of, it feels like they're sort of stringing them along a little bit, you know? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do one or the other sort of thing rather than leaving them in limbo, I guess. Yeah. But I just thought that that was really interesting. You guys got anything else to add on that topic? No, not really. I, I think I, I made my, my, my input. <laughs> okay, well, I'll move on to my second piece of gaming news. So <clears throat> we, got some, uh, we got the final confirmation for the last update for Total War Warhammer 2. So I bang on about this all the time. But I don't know, Jordan, do you have any idea what Total War Warhammer is? I know Warhammer is, and I know what the Total War games are, but I've yeah. never played either, so okay. <laughs> not really. Well, <laughs> as, as you can probably imagine, it's a marriage between Warhammer Fantasy yeah. and Total War. Um, and, you know, this is the last update for the second game in the trilogy. Last ever. Yeah, uh, there's a third game coming, though. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, but the way they work is basically whatever content you buy all gets folded into the next game oh that's smart yeah so you end up just with a ridiculous amount of content file sizes (laughs) yeah there is that too um but they they sort of we got the last it got the official trailer and um there is i won't bore you by going into the details but this is the biggest dlc pack they've ever done um, like the sheer amount of content in this is like it's like four times the amount of all the other ones. Um, there's like four giant new monster units which are like insanely expensive to actually make, um, and it's literally bearing in mind how much content you're getting. It's only seven pounds for the DLC. That's not bad. Yeah, that wouldn't is... even get you a Warhammer figure in real life, would it? No, exactly. It's absolutely wild. So they really sort of look like they're trying to just send uh, the second game out with sort of a bang. Mm. And they also, every update, release um, FLC. And uh, this being the biggest update, has the most free, uh, I think it stands for free loadable content. So if it's DLC, but it's free, being the big thing. Um, and they've got released uh, a huge like rework, like a faction rework for one of the factions for the Beastmen all for free like it's like huge like they play completely differently now all based on community feedback there's also a free um beastman lord a small dwarf rework 
as long as well as a, a free dwarf lord and they've released ogre kingdom mercenaries which are you know shrek's ugly cousins and uh when you win a battle there's a chance that a camp will spawn and you can hire these ogre mercenaries to to be part of your army and uh it's it's pretty hilarious because they're That's literally yeah it's it's pretty wild so there's so much content here. They've gone just absolutely ballistic. Um, and I could go into details and talk, talk about this for like 20 minutes, but I won't. What's, what's going to differ between that and the, the third one then? I always think like that between like, uh, I, I, to be fair, I don't know much about football, but like the different FIFA versions. Mm. So what will, what will differ between this, this final DLC in this game and then the next one? Or is it just going to be like a better game engine and then... So, uh, like, like I sort of said, it all sort of feeds into it, uh, it. But essentially, the way you can think of it is the first game is um, the old world. Mm-hmm. So the first game is essentially so Warhammer's like world map is styled after like our real world world map. Right. Okay. So the old world is the first game, and that is essentially Europe and Africa. Then the second game was the New World, which is essentially South America and North America. And then um, the third game is going to be the Asian um, sort of and Middle East sort of um, aspect. Because Warhammer map is, if you look at it, it's hilarious. It's essentially our map, but then they populate it with random, um, you know, factions and then like those factions are kind of inspired by um you know different fantasy settings inspired by um the real world sort of mythologies and histories and also kind of um you know the fantasy tropes so you have the dark elves in north america and they're all slavers and it's also a subtle jab at uh, american slave trade (laughs) Wow. And stuff like that. There's a load of really funny kind of um offensive. And kind of <laughs> offensive, yeah, cultural. Like the fact that the orcs are all from kind of Africa and then it's kind of like because it was made in the seventies, so it's kind of co- culturally inappropriate now. Oof. Um but then the orcs are also English football hooligans, basically. Because <laughs> if you ever hear the orcs in Warhammer talk, they're like, all right, lads, let's go give them a hammer in. <laughs> like, it's coming over. <laughs> <laughs> they are literally like just football hooligans. Oh, let's give them a proper chopper in. Like, like you say, literally, you're waiting. There should, someone should make a coming home mod. Oh yeah, I was going to say, I'm surprised that hasn't been done. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's loads of random stuff like that. Like the third game is going to include um, probably the Chaos Dwarves. And they have sort of um, Bohemian, sort of uh, Mesopotamian, that ancient civilization kind of vibes. Um, and then there's also, like I say, the Ogre Kingdoms. They are, you know, ogres, but they have like heavy, if you look at them, they're very much inspired by like Mongolian sort of aesthetics and stuff, that sort of Asian. So imagine a giant ogre who's also kind of a giant Mongolian. Right. And they're pretty terrifying. Um and and yeah, the, the third game is set to have essentially Warhammer Russia, Warhammer China, and then like demon factions. Um, and there'll be like a amalgamation map that is all three maps sort of pushed together with all the content from all the games. Um, and then whatever, you, the way it works is whatever you own, you can play. And then 
um, whatever you don't own, you can't play as, but you can fight against. That's the way it sort of works. Um, but but yeah, like I say, it's just very exciting. Um, this is amazing value for money. This last update, and it's just such a lovely. Like they don't have to give away all this free content. No. Like it's astonishing when you actually think about it. And this is all just a <clears throat> hey, thank you for supporting our game for the last like three years, four years of yeah. development. And, you know, like I say, more content now just means more content by the time you get mm. into Game free. Yeah, and yeah. I am one of these people who <clears throat> grew up with Warhammer as a kid. And to see the entire universe brought to life in a video game is insane because the sheer amount of work and factions and there's no way you could have covered all of this content in one game. Right. Unless you'd spent like 10 years designing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just unrealistic. And before that, the most you get from, a, bearing in mind at the minute, I think there's 16 factions. By the time game three comes out, there's going to be 22 unique factions. Right. And um, in, you know, the other Warhammer Fantasy uh, strategy game we got, you got four factions. And right. that was a game that had four years development time. So, like, <clears throat> the there's not really like some people go oh it should have been all of this at the start and it's like if you actually seriously look at this like this is an insane amount of work to put all of this together right yeah but uh, i don't know did did anything because obviously jack and bradley have heard me go on about this for a while but did any of that sound interesting to you george are you like oh i might try Warhammer. it does sound interesting i think it's very like consumer friendly isn't it the the way that it all kind of builds into one it's an RTS though, isn't it? Yes. Like uh, it is consumer friendly, but it also gets very expensive if you haven't been playing I from the start. Yeah. <laughs> but then oh, it's I still... The, is it, I guess if you don't buy, if you just buy into the third one when that comes out, you're going to have... Do you think you'll still have enough to play with? Or like in the, in the base game, or do you not think there'll be much to do if you don't have Yeah, well, well, a lot of people in the community kind of um, buy the base games and then every sale, they tend to get a different DLC or something yeah. like that. Um, because if you try to buy it all at once, even in a sale, it's a lot of money. But, you know, I still think it's worth it because of the fact that it all feeds into one sort of mega game. Mm. Because how many games, like, I always thought this about like the Star Wars Battlefront games. Like, I wish some of those maps fed over into the second one and stuff like that. Because you've already paid for it and it's like running on... Uh, you know it's the same warhammer it's an upgraded engine every time so there's also the fact that they have to port everything all over and they have to edit the textures they have to adjust it for the new lighting so there is a lot even though you know they're, they're still doing work on all the old assets when they have to port over to the new updated engine so even just with the old factions, there's a lot of work they still have still to get, put still into get it. that value, aren't you? I'm yeah. just looking at it now. It's, it's like it's all on sale now because I mean sales come around on Steam quite often. But it's all if you were to buy all the DLC and the game, it would probably sit you back around sixty-five quid. But that is pretty much. I mean, if you were to get a game like a, a first-party game like and a Returnal, for example, on the PlayStation right now, that will sit you back seventy quid on the PlayStation Store as it is. So mm. is that the first one, George, or the second one? Is it Total War Warhammer Two? 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's the game, and then the DLC as well. Oh wow. Okay. Because because well, um. Twelve seventy-five. I'm not sure. Sort of. Obviously, the way it works with the first one, if you were to buy the first one, you don't have to install the first one, but the second one will just register that you've bought the game and the DLCs for the first one. Oh, just like the licenses, I guess. Yeah, and then it will just all work as soon as you load two, because it's already all pre-installed when you install it. It's just like it activates when you buy it. Yeah. Um. Which some people were annoyed at because obviously file size stuff, but oh, yeah. um, you know, sort of is what it is. But but uh, yeah, maybe if you're into your strategy games, I I don't really know if you are, George. It's not really a, a big thing that I play. I don't play many RTSs. Yeah, not, I, not really. But I, it's something I, I I you know try anything once. Yeah, so. I mean I I love strategy games anyway, but it's also this boyish wonder of getting an army of 12 dragons and just incinerating things and getting them to fly into things. And, See, and you're just like, like one wizard or something. You get to like pit different armies against each other, I guess, kind of like build your own. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, it's uh there's, there's quick bat. There's like multiplayer for it where you build an army with like uh, funds. And then there's also single player where you build cities and then the cities fund your armies, but each faction kind of plays differently. So not every yeah. faction plays the same. It's like the Beastman rework that's just coming out. They are they don't have any cities uh, and they don't pay upkeep on units. So their whole thing is just burning and raising and destroying everything. Um, and as they do more and loot and pillage more, they can get more and more armies and they just have this momentum that keeps building. And your goal is just to destroy everything. Hmm. So they're like different different perks and stuff i guess yeah yeah completely they, they, they each faction is very interesting very unique there's quite a steep learning curve though I yeah i can say. see there's literally I'm, li- I'm on the store page for it right now and there's a big banner like halfway down the page that says total war academy learn to play <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not sure if it's, it's the best first one because there's Probably a lot the of part, yes. there's a lot of elements going into mm. it but i just wanted to, to shout out and i love it when devs do one a really um you know a dlc that's really gives you a lot for your buck and then also a behemoth amount of free content like i just love creative assembly i think they're amazing developers and they're fulfilling a boyhood dream of mine so (laughs) thank you to them yeah and if i can convince george to play it with me we could you know we could stream it it together george i could check it out yeah there's co-op campaigns jordan you can teach me how to play an RTS. Yeah, that'd be quite fun. Can I just say the one thing that's been circling my Brain brain in Jordan? Last, is that like, what you're... Last, <laughs> no, no, for the last like like few minutes, yeah. All that's been circling my brain, and I had to say it, right, is since you said about the orcs sounding like football hooligans, yeah, I now envision if you can see like an army of orcs storming towards the thing, like a, like, a, like a settlement or a camp or whatever, like in like a massive horde of them like on screen, I just imagine them singing football chants on the way, like... <laughs> <laughs> Football's coming, no, it's coming. All in England shirts. shirts. Oh my God, import England shirts in the mods. Yeah. It's even better. It's great. I've just had it in my head for ages now. But yeah, anyway, carry on, Chris. But yeah, that was all I had to say on that. I'll, I'll move into my last news piece. So I've got some movie news. So um, <clears throat> we got a trailer, I don't know if you saw this, for Star Wars Visions. I didn't see the trailer. I saw that it was announced, um, but I didn't watch it. I don't know why, but um, please do tell. <laughs> Did anyone else see this before? No, we go into I haven't it? heard of it. No. So um, I've talked about this before on the podcast, actually. This is a 
anime manga style um, animated series set within the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. And it's an anthology series. Right. So um, that basically means, for, I'm assuming probably most of you know, but for people who don't know, an anthology series is you know, a series of episodes, but they don't connect. They are individual yeah. stories. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, essentially, there's a lot going on here. Because they've talked about how there is seven different Japanese animation studios working on this project. And they've put together nine different short films that are part of this anthology series. Hmm. And they're all going to release on Disney Plus in September on the same day. So you can watch all of them in one day. Um, And I just think this is really weird and interesting. Because... They all have said how each each short film or episode, however you want to describe it, has a different theme, a different... um, Some of them feel kind of like child adventures. Some of them are these dark, gritty, kind of like shonen samurai stories within Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so much different stuff going on. And two of the short films look like they're proper like Japanese shonen series is. So like shonen in anime is kind of like Dragon Ball Z or Berserk, where right. you have this martial character who goes up against um, opponents and basically loses and then comes back when they're stronger. It's all about like personal growth and becoming stronger and overcoming sadness and loss and stuff like that to become better. Mm-hmm. And that was really popularized with stuff like Berserk and uh, Dragon Ball Z um, back in the sort of day. And yeah, I just, I watched the trailer and it's very Star Wars. Like it looks Star Wars, but it's also unmistakably Japanese. Japanese, right. And I'm super intrigued, but also super weirded out. (laughs) Because I expect, is it? It's such a weird because I was looking at some of the like half of the designs. I'm like, this is awesome, and the other half of the designs, I was like, this is just a guy with a samurai sword that looks like a lightsaber. Mm. I'm generally excited. I, I, I'm really weirdly optimistic about it. I I think that sounds wicked, and I, you know, I, I'm a bit of a sucker for anything sort of Japanese stuff. Um, but mm. I, I you get that a, sounds pretty you awesome. Get, you get a Jedi and Ninja Jack. <laughs> exactly, that's what I mean. It's like my dream. But no, oh, I actually Star Wars. Yeah, I actually <laughs> think that sounds really cool. To be fair, and I I like um like anthology series and things like that. I I don't know why I think they're just so unique and just different mm. and a bit quirky. And I, I, I'm always interested to see what they kind of do with Star Wars as, you know, time passes on and they keep releasing new things. So at least this will feel drastically different from anything else that's released for Star Wars. So mm. I, I'm, I'm excited about it. Well, they've sort of talked about how they've left the Japanese creators to have creative control. And they've sort of made it so that some of the stories are canon and some of them are non-canon. Right. So that means like the ones that are non-canon don't have to respect Star Wars's in-universe history. Right. So they can kind of do whatever they want. Um which I think is the right decision for some stories if you want to go absolutely yeah, crazy bonkers right? with it, yeah. Um but yeah, I just I, I'm I'm definitely up for giving it a go. Um even you though know how you many there's going to be or not. Yeah, so there's nine episodes. Nine. I'll probably, depending on how long they are, I'll probably try and spam all nine of those just in one go, mm. just to see, what, like, just so I can get them all watched and see if I enjoyed it overall or not. 
Hmm. What about um, Jordan or Bradley? Have you got any any thoughts on this? I mean, it sounds really cool. I'm always into a bit like Jack, but I love anime and stuff like that. So, but is it going to go in your backlog of list of things? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll go behind like you know other anime. <laughs> like I don't know, um, but yeah, it sounds really cool as far as Star Wars goes. I'm not a massive Star Wars fan, mm. um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big massive Star Wars fan either. But I mean, I, I like anthologies. I mean, it's something you can pick up and put down whenever you want to. It's, it's kind of up my up my alley for that sort mm. of thing. With my attention span, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it sounds, sounds definitely sounds interesting. Definitely a, a odd combination you wouldn't expect, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we'll just wait and see then. But at least we're we're all willing to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. What's that releasing? Is that going to be Disney? Sep- Plus? It just says September Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Disney yeah, Plus, yeah. yeah. Mm. And they're all releasing on the same day. All all of episodes. All I like episodes. that. Okay, yeah. Because again, they've said you know they're um they're all different stories. So yeah. Think, uh, yeah, yeah, with, can... an, with an anthology that makes sense but things like I, I quite like the like the weekly sit- like, like the series yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah same. Uh, but then when it comes out all in one go I say I prefer that so maybe it's just either or I'll take that <laughs> yeah I mean to be fair I've been watching The Bad Batch uh, oh so good and uh, I didn't watch about four or five episodes and then I watched them all mm-hmm. in one go and I really yeah. enjoyed that oh it's um, awesome and now it's gone on the mid mid season finale and I'm like yeah. oh <laughs> damn it yeah we need to do a talk about bad batch after um it's all finished uh, we will we will that, that have is... you seen that george the bad batch no, it's that star oh. wars again, isn't it? yeah star wars again yeah mm. my friends are talking about that but i don't really know anything about it it's just it's just awesome um <laughs> i love it i think the animation's quality incredible isn't it mm. but yeah so uh that's it for my news this week cool cool um right so i'm gonna go on to my uh Two, I have three news pieces, two short ones um, and one slightly longer one. Um, I'm going to do the two short ones first. Uh, so first and foremost, I'm going to go back to my roots and I'm going to go back to Warzone. Your roots. I'm going to go back to Warzone. My, where you came from. Yeah. yeah. You grew Raised on the streets of no, Warzone. Ba- no, Battle Royale is what I meant. <laughs> um, I'm going to go back to where I'm comfortable. No, so this is about, you may recall when I've spoken about Warzone before and about my love slash hate for the game. Um, this is just more of a statistic than a news story, but this is something that was released uh, about two weeks ago, maybe just under that. Um, Not news then. Yeah. It. Yeah, it is though still. <laughs> and it, it, I feel like it needs to be mentioned. So do you remember I told you before how there were, it, this game is riddled with cheaters and hackers and that the game doesn't really have a good anti-cheat security. So it, it's not fantastic at picking out cheaters and basically punishing them for that yeah well it turns out that since uh warzone launched just over a year ago now and um it turns out that since launch they have currently banned five hundred thousand cheaters from the game and they are that number is constantly on the increase <laughs> five hundred thousand players have been and these are just the people who have been caught cheating right now i can assure you there is still another 500,000 players out there cheating because it, I oh, probably it, more, you probably, you don't, you don't very, it's very rare that you play a full game. If you like last a fair while in the game, you most likely are going to see or get killed by a hacker or a cheater. And it's not just people who are really good at the game. It's blatantly obvious when people are cheating. Uh, yeah, especially just, in Warzone. I've seen yeah, some of them. And I just can't understand it because more, this is why I say it's only a short bit of news, but more because 
I don't understand it. It makes it so hard for everybody else to enjoy the game. But why? Do, what do other than the good stats on the leaderboards and things like that? What does a cheater like that gain from it? That's like, what I've always said. Like that because because it's not like they go let's load in with some friends and go let's have a good time and have a laugh and play really strategically let's see if we can like you know if we can get a win tonight or whatever they just load up and go don't worry boys i'll just win for us and then they load into a quads game on their own and they just like go let me just kill everyone and they're just like (laughs) shooting people through walls like like 360 no scoping people and i'm like where's the fun in that because no one is watching them going oh he's really good at this game they're going well, he's obviously hacking because he just shot me through three buildings. Like, you know, there's no way that... And I just don't get it. I don't uh, get the, the, is, the urge. Is there any, like, account selling in that game? Is there account selling? Um, yeah, would there be any reason for you to play, get loads of wins, then sell your account? I mean, I, mean, I imagine there's, definitely there's, there is, yeah. Yeah, there's account never selling looked. for everything. There's all yeah, sorts of websites. There's, there's there. shadows out there. Is there, there account wanna... selling for Minecraft, George? Oh, yeah. Minecraft accounts get hacked and sold all the time. My sister got <laughs> really? hacked the other day and someone tried to change the password. Right. She, she was on it. She got it so quick. But, oh, yes. But, but yeah, it's, it's a good story. Good, good ending. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, that, that, that something happens. Yeah, there's un- un- undoubtedly there will be. But, but my point is, is that who are these? I mean, why would you want to... Like, who cares other than, okay, if you're young, fair enough, but who cares that much that they're going to buy an account that, that shows up, they've got ridiculous stats on it because the second they load into a game with friends, everyone's going to know they're not that good. That's what I always find about like the, the so, funny so, side of boosting is whenever yeah. you just start seeing the losses over and, and you, over again. Yeah. And then you, and also what, so you buy the account and just never play it. So you can just show people <laughs> how good the stats are. It doesn't are. make like, any sense, does it? It's no. And I just, weird... I think, but I just think that's crazy that 500,000 and it makes me laugh that 500,000 players have been caught cheating on it. It because i know that there is so many more than that still mm, and like you know yeah it just baffles me and i, I just feel like I, that figure had to be said like it's just it astounds me like i know there's cheaters in every game but that it's, is it's, a lot but that's the thing is it's just such a weird problem with gaming because there's no prizes there's no winning no it's no. like going to the park to play football and like roiding up before you go <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why are you doing that and then you just kick the ball I mean, out of the straps <laughs> that, that wouldn't be a great great idea anyway bradley because even with steroids you still have to train like a absolute hound dog yeah you can't just well, yeah. take roids and then immediately <laughs> no no no. Come, no you can't okay okay, okay. Well, don't like, talk to me as if i go outside like, it'd be like it'd be like okay <laughs> different, game of different slight scenario but it'd be like going to the park to um go for a jog with your friends but injecting yourself with an adrenaline shot before you go and then sprinting <laughs> way faster than them for miles be like and throwing up at the end <laughs> yeah um and then a heart attack and dying yeah but um but yeah it's just i had to just talk about it because it just baffles me and i just i can't believe that there is that many people and it's just weird that many more in- um jordan do you play warzone i don't know if I've i i have played warzone in the past i think i played it at the start of last season i played yeah. it quite a bit yeah. um but my my tactic is just to call everyone a hacker and then oh every single person <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like it literally someone just kills you fair and yeah, square yeah, like runs up to you and punches you and you're like hacker yeah yeah you can't punch the guy's like missed like half his magazine then yeah. actually manages <laughs> yeah. to hit you and like bloody hacker yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah now that is that is also <laughs> something i'm guilty of sometimes too um <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, it's really, really frustrating. Um, but yeah, so that was it for that piece, really, just unless anyone else has got anything to say about the hacking. Um, 
the hacking world. No, just um, it's kind of like you say. It's like I don't understand what people get from it. Not in casual because, gaming. Like, I feel like you're just wasting your free time. Yeah. It's yeah, like got, it's got to be young people. It's got to be some like kid. Like I've, I've uh, in the past like used hacks on a game before, like Minecraft or something <gasps> like that. Yeah, no, I, I, here I we go. Like, the, like, the truth like, revealed. Like, I think I feel like we've all used cheats and what, whether you want to call it hacking. I've, I've, I've. The yeah, the one thing I've done. Yeah, the one thing I have done, which I always recall when I was in secondary school and uh, Modern Warfare, not even Modern Warfare Two, when Modern Warfare was out, my yeah, friend made it. No, my oh. friend made a, a hacked lobby on um, Shipment. Um, and he told me to join him and literally it was um, one one hit kill with um, the desert eagle yeah um, so I got the desert eagle gold but also every kill was worth like something like 40,000 xp so I just was <laughs> leveling up every kill and we just did it until I was prestige like the, the max prestige basically but it's the only <laughs> time like, I've ever done it it's like when you're younger that sort of thing is like really it's, it's I feel like it's more fun but when you get older you realize kind of the the joy and the excitement yeah. of doing these things is kind of the the challenge of the, the progress of doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The enjoyment. Yeah. It's, it's got to be kids. It's got to mm. be like young yeah. people doing it. Especially on a free to play game as well, where you can just make another account most of the time. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not, there's no sort of repercussion for for doing that unless no. they are like hardware banning or IP banning people. Yeah. And, and it's, and like I say, it's like Bradley said as well, it's a final point really on it is that it's like Bradley said, it's not like there's, there's rewards for doing it, like for, for cheating, like, you know, okay, you might level up through your battle pass a bit quicker, but other than that, like, there's not really any reason to be doing it. So like, you don't, yeah. other than the stats that you don't gain anything. So, um, but yeah, anyway, so cheaters, we don't understand you, but anyway, um, <laughs> on, as a whole. Yeah. Um, but then moving on to my next piece of news, again, going back to a game that I refuse to let die, um, Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> uh, so I, this makes me want a PlayStation 5, um, this bit of news. So obviously I played the game, adored the game, still adore the game. Did you? And did, what, did I play it? <laughs> did you love it? I was yeah. Yeah. We know, we yeah, did you, you even play it? it? <laughs> um, we didn't know I loved it. You didn't even know you liked it. You never talked talk about it. Um, but anyway, so... Um, the Director's Cut will be launching in August um, for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Um, but they're kind of really hyping up the launch for PlayStation 5 because they're sort of advertising that obviously the game will get the standard, um, what you'd expect, uh, upgrades for the new gen. Um, so, the, uh, I mean, I think that game, I just can't see how that game can look nicer. So I can't wait to see what it looks like on the PlayStation 5. But... Um, Aside from the obvious, they're also giving some new cosmetic stuff for um, the horse and for the character and all things like that. But the thing that really excites me about it is that you will get everything that you would have got from the deluxe edition on the PlayStation 4, um, if you get this edition, plus a story expansion, which is a whole new island to explore with um, a storyline as well. They haven't given any details about that storyline yet. Um, but they've just said that basically you'll get this expansion story and you get to go off and basically once you've, <laughs> like if you were like me and you did actually a hundred percent the island, um, you can then go off and explore uh, another I mean, one. I know you love that game, Jack, but it still blows my mind that you actually a hundred percent something. I honestly, can you believe <laughs> I actually a hundred percent something? Like literally I just, I did everything on that island. I literally, I couldn't stop playing the game. I, and do you know what? I, I, if I had a PlayStation five, I would get it on PlayStation 5, and I think I would play the whole thing again from the beginning and just love every second of it again, um, just because I, it was just 
Oh, it makes me emotional. It's such a beautiful game. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, actually, not I, I still, I do. I still occasionally watch the um, like YouTubers react to some of the most emotional scenes from the game. And I like, I get shivers and I'm like, oh, you just, I know how you feel. Cause I felt the same way. Like I felt <laughs> the same way when I was playing um, and Bradley and Chris really. But when you, when you get your hands on that game, eventually, I hope you get the same feelings I do. And I hope when you finish it, you're like, wow. Oh, imagine if I don't and I, I just come on here and I'm I like, won't talk to you again. It's simple I'm as like, that. Jack, bit overrated, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Jack, His didn't like it. Is over. <laughs> didn't like it. Four out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, I, just, I could annoy Jack with this one as well and say that I've only got halfway through the game and then stopped playing. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, I'm just... Yep. Yeah, wow. Okay, yeah, you've, really, that... you've annoyed two members of the podcast <laughs> yeah. so far. You're not welcome. Chris, he's wait. He's waiting to Chris is going to annihilate Chris or something. something uh, I, hate, I hate Halo. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Mass Effect. I hate Halo. Um, I, feel, I feel like I feel like I could live with hating Halo because Halo is such a like um yeah, yeah. such a marmite thing. But yeah, if you yeah. said you hated Mass Effect, yeah. <laughs> oh, he actually started playing Mass Effect. He actually, he actually started playing Mass Effect. Threw it away. Didn't like it. I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I do. I do have the legendary edition because because me and my dad do game sharing and i haven't even installed it so uh, <laughs> well oh he is he is he's officially that. not coming on the podcast there. <laughs> um, no, but anyway so this episode is actually not even gonna air We're gonna yeah, like, yeah. It. but yeah so anyway my point being um jordan i can't believe you did you did you, did you just decide you didn't want to finish it or like no no it was i was really enjoying it it's just, that's gonna say like there's just so many games coming out all yeah, the yeah. goddamn time yeah and it's hard to it's stick. It's hard with to one. keep up and hard to yeah. stick with one. And then there's also like the games that I'm already always playing, like Valorant, yeah, Rocket League, yeah, 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 things like, things that, like that. And then you just you just kind of get so. To be, I to be fair, I do, I do understand you 100 percent because I feel that way because I with Ghost Streamer I couldn't put it down. So that 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 was different for me. But like the guys said, they know I don't ever 100 percent things. So that was mm. that shows how much it was to me. But I agree with you because games come out that i'm really excited for like story games and things like that and i'm like oh i'm actually going to play this start to finish but then things that i always play like apex and Warzone and things like that they just instantly draw me back in and then when i start playing them again because i play them so regularly i then lose the passion for what i was playing and i'm like oh i kind of fallen out of that now Um, yeah so i do understand um anyone else got anything to say about ghost stream before i move on to my last piece of news and if it's Mm. anything negative i don't want to hear it (laughs) <laughs> moving on <laughs> no, no nothing um just uh mom always was... said if you don't have anything nice to say you don't say it <laughs> i think they just they dropped a few hints about um them starting development on the yes. second one as well didn't they yeah yeah which was oh. quite exciting for people who oh, actually okay. finished it unlike yeah Jordan. yeah <laughs> i would go I wouldn't when you do it. get time go back and finish it and then come back on well either come back on the podcast if you liked it if you didn't like it don't come back on and um <laughs> if not message me privately we're not biased and, no and message me privately <laughs> and tell me when you finished it and tell me what you thought at the end of the game like with, like with the this story emotions I feel like I need a checklist I need so we've got we've got Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain we've got yeah. we've got Ghost of Tsushima I also need to watch Star Wars what's the new one coming out The Bad Batch and also well, Star Wars Visions Visions okay yeah. and so get me batch. on towards the end of the year yeah maybe I'll have done one of those things yeah <laughs> maybe I like that yeah. I'm halfway <laughs> through one of them yeah I can't um, commit to anything more than one. Um, oh, no legendary edition as well legendary oh god as well, right yeah. can you do Ghost of Tsushima first and then and then we don't worry <laughs> about the rest if it goes to next year it's fine um no anyway so moving on to my last piece of news um this I I actually don't know if any of you will know about this but this is actually pretty massive. So, and I think Chris, you—I uh, feel mm. like you're quite—you're quite like this. I feel like you find it funny. Ooh, okay. So, 
Last night, Apex Legends was hacked into. So someone got through Apex Legends servers security and hacked into it and shut the game down so that nobody could play it yesterday. Um, right. Yeah, but the reason I feel like you'd find this funny, obviously I wasn't laughing um, when this happened. The reason <laughs> I feel like you'd Apex. find this funny, so they actually, whoever did this is kind of a genius because they did it purposely on the 4th of July knowing that all of the teams and everything would be at home with their families in America because obviously this 4th of July for Americans like they're all off like a lot of them mm. you know don't won't work so yeah, it was obviously very it was obviously strategic though because they knew that there'd be at least a few hours where nothing could be done about it so um this is why I feel like you'd find it funny though Chris so it didn't stop players from getting into the lobbies so you could like you could load into the the lobby the the main hub where you where you would load up into a game however when you did everyone was projected with this message Save Titanfall.com, bruh. And then underneath, oh, yes. and then underneath, TF1 is being attacked, so is Apex, right? So this is what the message was when you loaded in. Now, in the bottom left-hand corner where you click change game mode, that's where you go from trios to duos or ranked or whatever or training, um, it was blanked out. Now, if you clicked on it to get the other options up, all of the options were blank except one on the right-hand side which said new mode, save Titanfall.com. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Um, and then um, underneath, like on the news uh, segment, like the sort of like the news segment on the bottom, it also said um, there was a message which basically said, uh, hold on, I have it here. It basically said, um, in no way are we associated with the recent Apex Legends hack stating save Titanfall.com. It was basically posted <laughs> along the thing. Now, this is really interesting because although I really don't agree with the fact that they did this and stopped me from playing Apex yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, it did only last a few hours, but, and it didn't affect absolutely everyone because there were still people who managed to get past it and get into games. But, um, but either way, it affected the majority on most consoles as well. I spoke to four people yesterday that play Apex that all had the same exact message and it's all over like everywhere. There was posts all over social media and stuff about people saying they couldn't get in. Um, but so essentially it is exactly what it says though on the tin. These people who did this had done it because apparently the fan base that still play Titanfall 1 um, have said that the servers have become so ridiculously overrun with hackers that the game is practically impossible to play now. That's a shame. And, and what they essentially were doing this for was to say basically... Respawn has been promising. Apparently, they, they'd said a while back that the issue was being addressed and they would fix Time for One servers, but they still haven't. So this, this was basically a protest. It was, if you won't sort out the servers like you're saying you're going to sort out for all these fans who want to play Time for One, we'll stop people from playing your most successful game. We'll stop <laughs> them from playing Apex. Like, it's as simple as that. And as much as I don't like the way they went about it, I kind of like the passion get it like yeah i get the passion like it's, I, I, it's not it's not they're not stealing something they're not no. they're coming from a place of love of love and this is the thing is that they um so respawn issued a statement after they fixed it and while they were dealing with it saying that this hack was in no way um damaging to anyone's private information or account and no one's going to have like their account wiped or like their you know like their stats wiped or their level like erased or whatever that there was nothing like that happening so this was solely just basically them trying to get to respawn and say you know do what you said you're going to do and fix it essentially um yeah. and i kind of I, I think, you know, I don't like, like I said, I don't like the fact they did that. But at the same time, I kind of understand it. And 
I kind of respect the fact that there is still, it makes me kind of happy in a way that there's still diehard Titanfall 1 fans out there because as much as I love Apex, I love Titanfall 1. And I was like, mm. it's cool to see that people go that far um, for their ga- the games they love. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, ju- I thought you'd like, you'd all like this bit of news actually because it's really weird. Mm. Like, you know, it doesn't happen often when someone yeah. hacks into an actual game and stops everyone from it playing. It does it for, for a reason that's not, nasty or vindictive delicious yeah or... it's just yeah it's just thingy but so i was reading an article about it afterwards trying to find out a little bit more and it turns out that um that there was pop-ups coming up for everyone including me as well on the game which basically said important message um something about head to save timefall.com yes or no um and they did confirm that the link whether you click yes or no it's not harmful it doesn't do anything it doesn't virus you or anything like that but SaveTitanfall.com is actually a separate website and it turns out this website's only been up for a few months but according i mean i don't know whether i believe this but apparently the hackers are not related to the website they are just <laughs> really? trying to yeah so they've come forward and said this was none of us like the save Titanfall website has come forward and said this was none of us we didn't hack apex whoever has done it has just put our website on there to advertise that there is actually an awareness website for Titanfall servers because people are praying that, that enough people will visit this website and it will get enough love that Respawn will go, actually, guys, here's your fixed, here's your fixed servers on Titanfall 1. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, again, I kind of love that. Like they, they, I mean, whether or not they are the hackers, I don't know. But and they're just I, like, wasn't it wasn't us. It wasn't us. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. <laughs> like, if, we, if we lied to them, they wouldn't think we're lying. <laughs> yeah. But, but do you see what I mean? I just think it's like, you know, I, I, I like it. I, I like it and I hate it. I was not pl- in, like impressed when um, I was not impressed when I found out because I'm I not went, impressed with respawn security on their servers. I, this is what <laughs> I also said. Yeah. I was like, cause originally I forgot. Well, it was respawn. EA's well, this is what I, this is, no, I'm glad on, you Bradley, said that. Be nice. Yeah. This is what I was saying. Yeah. So this, you, when you said that, <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because when I found out about it, I forgot that it was respawn as well. Yeah. And straight away I went, Oh, bloody EA. I went, no wonder <laughs> they've been hacked. I went, they've probably got no server security. I was like, it's just EA. They're just like, Oh, we just don't care about it. Yeah. But, oh, they're, they're was a huge article about how frail ea's servers are how yeah. their security is like outdated by like 10 years exactly i, I, was, I, read, I mean it wasn't connected i mean it must have been connected to this but i but i just saw the headline and it pro- must be what they're talking about it's probably wow. some stu- it's probably some like 12 year old on his ipod touch like that's like 10 years old <laughs> hacking into hacking into ea security <laughs> like 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 literally like he's on his mum's kindle and he's doing it like <laughs> EA sports we yeah. won't update our software <laughs> yeah and it's like but but yeah anyway my point being is that although i wasn't impressed because at the time i was really enjoying like, i was really enjoying the thought of loading up some apex and playing so i was a bit disappointed but at the same time i i, I like the fact that they did this just because i love to see passionate fans and you know Titanfall is a great game and uh, i'm just it's really, it kind of touched my heart a little bit to see that there's still so many people out there who obviously love the game um, because I feel like so many people play Apex who don't know anything about Titanfall and have never heard of it or played it. Mm. And that's like, so obviously me and Jack are, are, are super fans of Titanfall. Mm. I can't remember if Bradley is. And yeah, I yeah, was wondering... Yeah. I was 10th gen, legit. Oh, really? Well, in the first one, was the I ne- one? I, first one, I never used any of it because they added the... It sounded like such a flex. It like, was. No, seriously. I was 10. Within, Gen- within the first... Like, he's, he, he, I just imagine Bradley like, like the arrogant guy in the gym. I was so proud of that. And then Jordan's they added the challenge skips. Oh so basically, in, in Titanfall, 
um jordan you you like have what is prestigious if you played cod okay, like, yeah, it's yeah. like kind of going up the same ranks again um but the way titanfall did it was it was really cool it gave you challenges to do instead so you actually had to prove that you could earn that prestige rather than just being like oh i've played the game a bunch i can just go up naturally up. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then these challenges got progressively harder and harder or at least they were meant to and there were some really difficult challenges in there and there's some really grindy challenges in there and then later on in their like cycle of of you know of their live service they just decided to add skips and you can just skip challenges you don't want to do and people were just skipping it and getting to 10th gen whereas i had spent so ah, many hours grinding, grinding for 10th gen. yeah and got it and was like right i've completed time for one and then stopped playing and then everybody's like oh 10th gen's easy Oh, no. I just skipped all my challenges. Yeah, I was like, oh, did you? When you said I was 10th gen legit, Jordan was like, whoa, I have no idea what any of those yeah. words mean. That it was, really it cool, was challenging what? at the time. I mean, this is like, yeah. this is my first game on Xbox. And like, I wasn't the, you know, I was all right at games back then, but like. Jordan, I'm taking it from what you're saying though. You've never played Titanfall. I played Titanfall 1 when it first came out uh, on PC, ah. but my PC couldn't really run it. Um, so I don't, was there a campaign in Titanfall 1? There was uh, campaign sort of. Ti- yeah, yeah, it was, it was like the online campaign. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. was it, it was technically like a campaign, match. Yes. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I played the multiplayer of Titanfall 1. Really enjoyed it. Thought it was really sick, but uh, couldn't really run it. And I haven't, never, never went back to it. Mm-hmm. I always, I think this is one thing as well um, for fans of Titanfall. And this is what I really like here. Yeah. So um, obviously, as Titanfall we all know. Titanfall 2's the goat though. Oh, it's the goat. It's so oh, good. Oh no, but this I've is, heard one's multiplayer. Did you? Yeah. Well, two a multiplayer a banging yeah. campaign as well. Campaign's oh, two banging. was an amazing campaign. It made yeah, me feel I, about I, a robot, okay? Yeah, it did, yeah. <laughs> it actually really did, yeah. Feel a way about a robot. Um, no, but this is the thing um, it's for me as well, is that as a fan of Titanfall, as well as a franchise, um, I always give thanks to that for Apex as well, because um, not only is a lot of it obviously directly taken from it, but the most important is that although you can't quite do everything you can do in Titanfall with the wall running and stuff, obviously Titanfall's movement was revolutionary and Apex has taken a lot of that. And it's the only battle royale that I feel like has really successful movement, um, like and a really satisfying movement system. Um, And so when I'm playing, sometimes I'm just like, you know, like jumping and sliding around and stuff. I just think, ah, uh, this all comes from Titanfall. Like literally, and like <laughs> jumping out of the, you know, when you jump out the ships um, in Titanfall at the start of the mm. match, yeah. and they, they do that jump and skydive down and they hit the ground. It's exactly the same animation in Apex still. And I'm like, every time I do it, I'm just like, ah. Uh, nostalgia. Titanfall, nostalgia. Just waiting for a giant Titan to just smash down and like hit the ground. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Apex was hacked yeah. yesterday. Everybody. I mean, before we move away, I'd, I'd recommend Titanfall 2, George. Oh, 100%. If you want yeah. to add, add it to, add it, to the growing list. list. I'll add it to the list. The <laughs> 100%. Um, I'm gonna, I might actually make you a list and put it I out on social media. I think I'm going to need one of this, right? <laughs> be like, George, don't George, worry, you could, your list. Yeah, don't like, worry about like, it. Like, Jordan, like don't. A monthly segment of the show, George's George checkup. It's yeah. going to be a list. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it too much. Bradley's list is literally like the longest scroll in history. Mine's so. on TV and films yeah. and stuff. Whereas... Yeah, I can't even be asked to put that together. <laughs> <laughs> I won't remember it all. You'd have to listen to every episode again. Literally. But yeah, so that's my news piece is done. Anyone uh, and Bradley? No, yeah. So I'll move <laughs> Anyone on Anyone to... and Bradley? Yeah. No, I'll move on to my piece, uh, pieces of news. And um, I wanted to start off with, with a statement. Sweaty gamers, we we kind of throw around that term a lot. Have you ever used it, Jack? Where you're playing a 
a really annoying game of Warzone I mean, or Apex. I've um, heard this guy's a sweat. Um, are you the sweaty gamer, Jack? I, I get I I literally by all the people I play Apex with, I am called I literally am called the Apex sweat to everybody else. Ah, now so, see, see we <laughs> use we use that term, and I thought it was quite funny because people actually do sweat while playing games. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and this was the funny thing that uh, the Zephyr Pro mouse decided to to revolutionise um, these poor sweaty gamers. Um, and it's the world's first mouse with a fan inside of it. No way. <laughs> and I just thought this was so funny because I didn't think that sweating while gaming was as big of a problem as, you know, let's make a whole mouse with a fan dedicated to cooling your hand while playing. <laughs> um, so I just thought it would be a funny thing to bring up. Um, would you be interested in buying said mouse if you played more PC, Jack? If I, well, yeah, I mean, obviously I wouldn't for, for me, but uh, like, only because I don't play on mouse and keyboard. But if I did, oh yeah, 100%. Okay, so say there's like an Xbox controller. And it's got fans, fans in, in it. the back, yeah. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> to be fair, the only thing I would say is that I, I do, obviously sometimes I do get a bit hot and bothered, but I don't tend to sweat. My hands don't really sweat. So like, I, I'm not really the person who's like the clammy controller. So you'd, like. want, you'd want a fan on the front yeah. of the controller. So it's on my monitor. Into your face. Like, like, See, face. I, I'm, I'm a, a victim of this when I play Total War Warhammer 2. Ah, so if this I've could got be a, a really a stressful you. battle and I'm like, I'm <laughs> clicking away and I'm like, you know, trying to, trying to win like, uh, you know, impossible that. And I've pulled, I've pulled some miracles out my ass before. Like <laughs> I've got to the pre-battle screen and I've been like, I'm a God among men. How did I win that battle? You know, but literally, like I say, my hand is just clammy on the so mouth. This could be the mouse for you then. Yeah, maybe. And to be fair, I was expecting a higher um, asking price. It's only $69, which is about average for a, wow. no, for a, a good mouse. A, yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of like around where you'd be paying anyway. Um, <laughs> so, you know, assuming the internals are as good as, as the fat in the back, <laughs> um, you're going to have a good mouse. Jordan, do you get sweaty palms? I do get sweaty palms. Big sweaty palms was playing Minecraft. Oh, see, this is so weird because, like, I is never... it the heights of the building? It's the heights. It's it's going into the nether and just constantly on the edge of my seat. It's so funny. I've never thought about people that get sweaty hands <laughs> while playing games. I don't think I really notice it, but now I'm going to think about this conversation every time I'm doing anything. Ever. And you get slightly sweaty palms. You're like, oh yeah. no, <laughs> oh no, I need, I need that mouse. What's happening? I need that mouse. What was it called again? The Zephyr Pro. So if anybody is you um, you know, suffering from really sweaty palms and you need a fan inside of your mouse, um, the Zephyr Pro could be the next purchase. Sounds like a medicine that like a doctor would prescribe to you. <laughs> <The> Zephyr Pro. <laughs> like Don't forget to take one tablet. you this new mouse. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh. Anyway, moving swiftly on um, from the Zephyr Pro. I wanted to talk about a story. Again, I just, I end up picking stories that just make me smile because they're just, the t- like the titles are st- stupid or, or I really like what's in it. Um, and this next one is there was a Microsoft engineer that stole $10 million of Xbox gift cards and sold them for Bitcoin. Wow. wow. I know. <laughs> imagine, imagine he did get caught, obviously, you know, this article wasn't published to say we're looking for him. He was <laughs> caught um, <laughs> and he was actually sentenced to nine years in prison. Wow. Oh my God. That's yeah. Less, and we, that's less cool. Yeah. And <laughs> that's less cool. Yeah. Restitution of $8.3 million. So not quite the, the 10, the, unless they were kind of rounded up, but um, yeah, not quite the 10. 
but yeah, really serious. He, he basically found a flaw in Microsoft's um, testing systems and he could use like a testing account to endlessly purchase um, Xbox gift cards. So normally the testing account would be used like for physical goods and then it would be like, well, it's not a real account. So, um, so we won't send you the good. Um, but this one, it basically would do it and then it would still send you the, the code for the gift card. So then he would sell them online using Bitcoin to, um, you know, if you know anything about Bitcoin, the whole reason he would use that is so it didn't get tracked. Um, <laughs> clearly that didn't work out for him um, and it, it did get eventually noticed. I mean, when you're working in those kind of digits, I feel like Microsoft is going to notice something awry. <laughs> when you're up to $10 million of Xbox gift cards going out into the open. Um, but yeah, I can't really say I feel sorry for him for the nine years. I mean, nine years does seem a little bit excessive. Um, but yeah, yeah. Would you, I, would you exploit a flaw like this? Well, no, because that's kind of... I think just... we'd be forced to admit it, wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, am, I on, am, I, am I on the stand? Do I have to swear under oath? No. <laughs> you're like, like, I'm on to you. You're like, I wouldn't do it like him. I would do it better. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah, get to be a long con to get me, get me arrested. This is why you've invited me onto the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know confess to a doing, crime George. that I haven't yet committed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel like if he'd just done kind of, you know, a code here, a code there, it wouldn't have really been caught up but but getting to nearly 10 million do you really expect to get away with that I it's don't always know. the thing though isn't it when people commit crimes it's always like it's always stupid it's always really stupid yeah like they get too greedy <laughs> exactly it literally is that he's just like oh like i wouldn't ever do it but if i did do it you'd, you'd think you'd be you'd clever about it. it yeah exactly <laughs> oh, i wouldn't do it but if i did I I'd think do it that's better. the thing though with like crimes like this we only hear about them because they were caught and they're already caught because they were stupid so there must be people <laughs> doing it who are getting away with it because they weren't yeah. stupid oh yeah i imagine microsoft it's having like that moment where they're like <gasps> the only reason we hear this. about about stuff when they didn't get caught is because the guys wrote a biography 20 years later <laughs> yeah. from somewhere how i got away can't... with selling 10 million dollars yeah well he can't be like cards. extradited so he's just chilling on a <laughs> he's beach. living on a beach in miami yeah uh, but yeah poor microsoft <laughs> out on 10 million worth of revenue um i, I mean he's been charged with them. i don't know if it's poor microsoft <laughs> oh I w yeah it was kind of billion that's like saying someone stole like twenty thousand dollars off bill gates and like oh poor bill gates <laughs> oh poor bill how will he get over this he's like he's, <laughs> like, he's like wait someone stole twenty thousand dollars off me <laughs> It's it's like he's been sentenced to these to these nine years but he's also been charged that 8.3 million if he doesn't have that money what, how do they expect him to bang cut his head off? Like, I think you, you, you back you, to the olden uh, days. <laughs> if you can't pay, then you, pay you will take it away. Literally, with... <laughs> <laughs> if you can't pay, we take it away. In this context, is uh, <laughs> up for debate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> took a weird turn. Yeah, see, I told you it'd be a fun piece of news to, to cover. <laughs> um, moving on to my last piece of news, though. It's actually about um, a game that I, I want to see if anybody has actually heard of. Have any of you heard of Magic Legends? Uh, no. Yes, I have. I don't actually... know anything about it, but I've heard of it, yeah. <laughs> okay, so it was, it was basically this kind of free-to-play game that had diablo-esque kind of gameplay like this kind of top-down isometric yeah um, gameplay and it was set in the magic universe um magic you know, gathering yes 
Um, so it's that kind of car. I, like that universe. I have heard about this actually, but I, I think I've only heard the thing that you were about to say about it. <laughs> so it was it was in open beta and it was I played it. It was all right. It was very kind of buggy and it wasn't really in a great state for an open beta. Normally, when you get to an open beta point, it's normally just testing kind of servers, in my opinion, and not kind of what I played, which was not a finished product. Um, but either way, they they had it in open beta for quite a while, and now recently they've actually announced that it's it's closing down permanently in October which is such a sad kind of arc for this for this game because it had such potential as this free-to-play game and um, yeah. I, I it did like it was fun it was just broken and it didn't really so needed fixes yeah and it had some really cool mechanics because it still played into that whole idea of um collecting cards um obviously like you know magic's kind of basis is in um and you would use the cards as kind of um abilities in combat and it would rotate so you'd kind of the idea was that you had a deck of cards and part of your kind of kit was that you'd have these randomly, you know, um, kind of uh, triggered cards. So you, you didn't actually know what you were going to get next in your in your fight, which kind of made for unique battles because when you were fighting, you didn't know what you were going to get next. So when you do get it, it's kind of a bit of a surprise, <laughs> which was, it had a kind of variety to the combat. So it had a kind of unique basis, but then it just, you know, it kind of released this, not great open beta and now it's kind of lost all of its it's following and it's closing down which is just quite sad um mm. and I, I do think these things just i don't i don't know really what to say about them it feels like maybe it could have used more time because it definitely had something there or maybe they shouldn't have released it in open beta when it clearly wasn't ready yeah. to be released in open beta because the whole reason that they've kind of shut it down um and it will be shutting down in october is because they've had such a disappointing response from their open beta. But maybe if they'd waited a bit longer, kind of left it in, you know, behind closed doors until it was a little bit more polished, release it then, maybe it wouldn't have been such a kind of disappointing beta for people. Um, but one of the good things is that um, the players who have spent money on the multiplayer um, game will actually get a full re- refund from it. So it isn't nice. a case of like, they've just kind of come in, stolen everyone's money and then like, <laughs> run away. They are actually refunding them. And that, that kind of, again, it makes me feel even more sorry for the developers. You know, they've kind of put in their passion to this project and now that, you know, they've got nothing from it. Everybody that was invested put money into it. Um, they've now lost all that as well. So um, we'll see what the team does next, but yeah, just wanted to kind of talk about that. Cause I was kind mm. of looking forward to magic legends. I think I still have it installed to be fair. So no one else played Magic Legends. No. I <laughs> but, but yeah. um, so that is my news pieces for the week. Oh, nice. Lovely. Well, I believe we have our guest segment now. I think George has prepared a question to the pod, which I'm very excited for because we haven't had a question to the pod in ages. Yeah. It's, uh, I feel like it, it kind of goes hand in hand with my, my question from last time I was on. What did they ask last time? It was uh, if if you could uh, play one game for the first time mm. again and forget everything, what would it be? That was and a brilliant that, question, by the way. That kind of set you guys uh, in all sorts of existential crises, <laughs> um, especially Bradley. So decided yeah. to do it again. <laughs> so I decided to hit you well, another tricky one, and we, that is sorry, you're gonna say something? No, I just said we only found out about this like before we started recording, it's yeah. so so we wouldn't stress Bradley out all week. Yes, yeah, what it was. 
Which I, made it worse because this whole episode I've I been sitting say, there like... I, 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 honestly, I'm so glad you just said that, Bradley, because I literally was sitting there after I finished my news pieces thinking, oh my God, I've still got to answer the question. <laughs> Mine was all before. My, I was like, my news pieces are I, right I before. I swear do last you, time, you Bradley, to... you were like, you should tell me on the day because I spent like the last... Yeah, no, literally, tell me, ask this. me now at this point and then I've got no time to think about it. What I'll do is do you want me to ask the question and give you my answers so I can stall for a bit for you guys? And yeah, then... yeah, that'd be good. Please. okay so my question is if you could have one game to have a remake or remaster it's up to you um what would it be and for me just off like the top of my head i think it would be mercenaries one from the original xbox <gasps> oh that, yeah what a game i have never heard of this. so i've never heard of serious it. so it's a, it's a third person yeah. open world um game i want to say it was set in was it like North Korea? Uh, oh, the, the, North, the, the first one was North Korea. The second one was Africa. Somewhere. Yeah. So def- I think the first one is what I want to remake from. So you had, um, you were played as a mercenary and you went around and basically just assassinating military leaders. Mm. They were all, um, they all had like different nicknames based off of a set of cards. Yeah. So you'd work your way up the set of cards, taking them out and like working out their different locations. Mm. Uh, there are different factions in the game which you could ally with. Um, and like disguise, I think you can disguise yourself as to get into access into their bases and stuff. And it's just a really good game. And it, yeah. my, my, my strongest memory of it is uh, it was, I feel like I talk about my dad a lot when I go on this place. <laughs> the guy that I gave him up. But when uh, this when is actually comes, therapy. Yeah. When I was, when I was younger, the, the original Xbox didn't have profiles or anything like that. And uh, my, my dad let me play on like a separate save slot. But it was so easy back then to save over other people's yeah. save slots. I must have saved over his slot like three <gasps> times. And he would, every time he would get really far into the game, make this whole second area. Oh. And I would save over it again. And he still doesn't let me hit that one down. So if they could remake that game with way better graphics, because I'm sure it probably doesn't hold up today. But if they could remake mm. that, with uh with 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 the use of profiles and save <laughs> states will be golden i reckon that'd be great maybe my dad yeah. would forgive me for that oh that, that's such a gem though i'm so i completely forgot that game existed so but... good. and the sequel i feel like it didn't really well i never really played it much but the only times i did play it it was just so buggy you would just fall yeah. through the floor and like there were a lot you, of you go onto the main road and there'd be like no traffic and you'd be like huh Where's all the traffic today? And you go further down the road and you'll see all the traffic and it's just driving towards you and then just falling through the floor and you'll be like, oh, that's because they forgot to put the road in. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. You're like, of course. That, it all makes sense now. But yeah, I mean, I, I remember it being kind of like a hybrid between Grand Theft Auto and like Far Cry. Yeah, it was I kind- it's good. Yeah, yeah, maybe a bit of just cause in a way. Yeah, yeah, completely. Oh, honestly... Bradley and Jack, you would love the series. I'm surprised neither of you ever played them. No, no, yeah, I, I never heard. I don't recognise it at all. I think Stop. you can get Mercenaries. Mercenaries two on Xbox backwards com, um, compatible. Uh, compatible, yeah, on the Xbox Store. But yeah, like Jordan can, said, yeah. that's the buggiest of the, <laughs> the well, two maybe, maybe it's maybe it's been patched. Yeah, Mercenaries 2 World in Flames is the sequel, but Mercenaries 1 was... Oh, Playground of Destruction. There it is. Nice. What a name as well. What a name, yeah. Nice. I mean, um, um, yeah, I've never heard of it, but it actually sounds pretty good. So that's on your list now, guys. You've got to check yeah. it out. Yeah, I mean, maybe if we can get a hold of it on, you know, some, some way, we could do it as a golden oldie. That might be quite funny at some point. There you go. It's nine ninety nine on the uh, on the Xbox store. Wow. 
<laughs> I don't know if it's backwards compatible. I assume it probably is. Probably. There's so many backwards compatible games. It's crazy. But nice. yeah. So uh, that was Chris, really interesting. Chris, do you want to go next? Yeah, I can go. Are you, are you <laughs> still, Thanks, Jack. Are you still sort of struggling? No worries, I think I've got one, but I want to go after you because I want a bit more time to think. Right. So I'm between two games. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so I'm between um, Knights uh, of the Old Republic mm-hmm. or the original Dynasty Warriors. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think I love, I love Knights of the Old Republic. But I think at the minute, I really, really want an experience like the original Dynasty Warriors. Mm-hmm. So did any of you ever play Dynasty Warriors? I did, but I don't. Uh, I mean, I was I a long it. time ago. No. No, you, George, do you say Chris, no? I feel like, no, no, I don't know that. I'm not sure. I feel that. like throughout the years as well, I played Dynasty Warriors round Jaws loads as well. Yeah, literally. I have no idea how we found this game series. I think my mum bought like Dynasty Warriors like free for me yeah. when I was young. So from free onwards, I got the older ones and then I got the every entry afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, the series, there was one that came out like two or three years ago, yeah. but it was awful. It was so bad. They tried to turn it into like this open world mm-hmm. game where you had like stamina and it just, it was just, it was just horrendous. So for me, if they did a remake of the original Dynasty Warriors with like modern graphics and modern sort of more intuitive combat, I'd love it. Because the whole premise is it's the Three Kingdoms period in ancient China. And you there's a huge cast of warriors, which are the famous warriors from the time period. And you basically you choose a warrior and then you play through that warrior's life. Yeah. And you there's different story missions depending on who you choose, different maps, different. And depending on how you do in the missions, in the battles, you can change the course of history. And it was just so good because it had this, they'd call it one versus 1,000 warfare. Mm -hmm. So majority of the enemies were like one hit. And there'd be like 300, 400 dudes in front of you. And you'd be playing as like Guan Yu. And you'd just be like steaming through like 400 people, like just like killing them all. Like, and it's like combos. It's kind of like a hybrid fighting game. And you'd be hitting combos. And then there were these things called Monsoon, where like, you'd hold down, it would like be a charge bar. And when it got to the max, you'd unleash it. And it was like this unblockable attack animation that would go on for as long as you held it down. And each character had like a unique one, unique set of moves. So it was kind of fighting game-ish. And um, the thing that was just so amazing about it was it had this ridiculous dub, this really cheesy, awful American dub Mm -hmm. where they couldn't pronounce the Chinese names right. Like Tao Tao they'd call him cow cow yeah and like stuff and i love it because it's so bad but it's so good at the same time and it just had like crazy like chinese rock music Mm -hmm. where it's just like ding 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 like just like proper like if you ever watch like the 90s like power rangers just like some bassy guitar where it's just ridiculous like rock music and like that's literally just all the game is mindless Mm -hmm. button mashing killing thousands of enemies until you get to an enemy officer who actually like is like you so puts up a good fight and yeah i would just love a game that went back to its roots and would remake the first one i would adore that you know 
Yeah, hundred percent. I I remember them. I really I remember oh, exactly. And they were when co-op. You're they were split screen co-op yeah. as well. Yeah. So good. I re- I remember playing them split screen around yours, and I, I remember just like it's that it is that that senseless fun of like wading through like hundreds of enemies, just like knocking them all down, and like you're like ten times taller than them and bigger than them. And you're, like, <laughs> you're like nine foot. And they're like yeah, four just, foot. <laughs> just smashing them about. Yeah, it was great. Oh, it was. So, and then they had like partner moves and partner the monsoons as well yeah. if you were close to each other you'd do more damage as you um became closer to death you could also ride like horses couldn't you across the yeah. battlefield and that and like go and so, like just steam over people with a horse yeah and, and you sort of... hmm? what, what console was that on uh, uh all of them i think yeah i was gonna say it was playstation xbox and xbox all of them yeah. ever every <laughs> single console well, ever. Both... Nint- a nintendo switch nintendo wii um, <laughs> out. No, it was the GameCube. Um, Doesn't matter. I, mean, I did. I had one on Game Boy as well. Yeah, Sega. And it was wicked. Um, but yeah, honestly, is, did, did does any of that sound appealing to Bradley and George? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, if it does get a remake or a remaster, I'd, I'd definitely, be definitely be interested. Like, like I say, one that goes for the spirit and and like Jack says, the dumb fun of the yeah. original, like first like three, mm-hmm. um, but brings it up to like a modern standard. So not like what they tried to do with that one that came out a couple of years ago, where they did you know went completely away from their roots. No, give us a true remake that tries to do like a modern version of what everyone loved. You mm-hmm. know. That's that's my my pick anyway. Dynasty Warriors. Nice. Yeah, I'm half in agreement with that. Um, so I've decided on mine, I think, and I went for. I was like, I'm gonna have to go with something that just comes to comes from the heart and mind straight away because if I think too much, there's gonna be way too many games that I want a remake of or a remaster <laughs> of. So I was like, whatever game comes to mind from my younger days and my childhood of gaming and a game that I loved sincerely, that will be the one I go with. Now, I don't even know other than Brad. Do I know this? Yeah, I mean, if other than you, I don't know if anyone else would have even played it. Can um, I guess? But, or if you guessed right, I'd be I'd be really impressed. But if he on. gets it wrong, can I take a guess? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Jack and Daxter. Oh my God! You guessed it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I know so, you. So more specifically, though, Jack and Daxter three. I would go yeah. for the third Jack and Daxter, and I I've did got you a level with you. I don't know what that is. Right, <laughs> what what were, what were you going to guess? guess? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you might go for Conquer. Oh, Conquer, oh. yeah, that's great. I don't, that doesn't need a remake. I've played that recently. But It's on Xbox Live yeah. Gold. This yeah, month. yeah. It's, is it? Yeah, for free, oh, for, no just for, for gold. Um, but, um, right, so yeah, Jack and Daxter. So, Bradley, you all know, obviously, it's a lot easier for me to explain uh, to you because you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But, so, think about the things that made Jack and Daxter 3 amazing like even better than one and two and imagine them on like you know updated remastered better mechanics like um new graphics and that do you remember in three when you get in the desert and stuff and the towns that you get the hoverboard yes yeah you you can just whenever you want you can just flick out the hoverboard and just start right like like just to get around quicker you can boost it do tricks on it and stuff and then do you remember you get the um you get the hoverboard and then do you remember you get like the um when you leave the towns and the cities you get like the dirt bikes with like the turrets on the front and like mm-hmm. the um uh and then obviously your character gets the 
angel and devil wings as well. Ah, oh, it just right. So, do you know what Jack and Daxter is at all, um, Chris or Jordan? Like, uh, yeah, I think so. I think I yeah. played. Um, I must have been Daxter on the PSP back in back. In yes, the day. yeah, yeah. There was a PSP um, game yeah, called Daxter, which that. was just yeah. Do you, Chris? Do you know? Have you seen them in, any ever before? Or? No, it's not. It's not ringing any bells. So it's like it's hard was, to explain. Was, it, um, was there a like uh, animated series? I don't there know. There might have been actually. Yeah, um, it does sound a bit familiar. But so basically, it's um, it's oh, it's, it's Naughty Dog. Yeah, it's Naughty Dog. Yeah. So it's um, they were like slightly open worlded action get like an action adventure game. I'd say like a story game. Um, and they were oh god, did they start on the PlayStation? What what console did they start on, Brady? Do you remember? I think PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2, yeah, that's what I thought. So, it, yeah, it was called Jack and Daxter. Obviously, Jack was the main character and Daxter was the sidekick. Um, Daxter was like a little ferret kind of looking thing. I'm not really <laughs> sure what he was, but he's like a weird little ferret thing. Um, and Jack was essentially like... Um, an elf. It, uh, he was like an elf, yeah. Like an yeah. elf slash... Like, he had like the big, long, pointy ears, but almost was pretty human other than that, wasn't he? So, yeah. Um, but essentially... It's just this like really bright, colourful story game where you uh, Daxter was like the wisecracking sidekick all the time. Like it was like good humour. Like he sits on your shoulder, um, like wherever you go, and he was basically he's got a bad attitude about everything that you do. <laughs> whereas you're just there to help everybody. And the games start off like um, it, they've they've all got storylines, but like the first game was more like. Um, you are just following you basically collect orbs wherever you go um and the orb you have to collect orbs to proceed basically so whatever areas you're in you have to explore and find and collect all the orbs before you proceed but mm-hmm. you're also following the story along the route so it kind of keeps you on track and as the games obviously then went on they became more um slightly darker and more yeah. adult and like the so in the first I suppose one the audience kind of grew up with the games yeah, right exactly so the, the first game is a lot like um in the first game you only really have uh like a punch and spin attack basically a bit like crash bandicoot like it's like a spin kick um and a punch and that's really pretty much all all you had as as attacks um and then in the second game it became about like um it was the second game was really dark and i remember when i when i first played it i was quite young and i was like it's actually quite it was quite quite scary at the time so it's about um eco so what they call everything in the game runs on eco and it became like um almost like a a revolution so basically what happens is the second one's set in more like a city um and the guards have basically oppressed all the citizens and every it's really dark and dingy and rainy and horrible and it's like eco is running everything and there's like good eco and bad eco Mm -hmm. and um what ends up happening is that you're do you remember it, Bradley? The start of um, number two, Jack gets in- infected with the bad eco, doesn't he? Yeah. The start, do you remember? And basically the game is like Jack is fighting against this bad eco. Like, which um, is turning like Lilo into... and Stitch. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch? Yeah, where Stitch is like oh, going yes. bad. Yeah, yeah. You've, just, you've, just, you've just made this like from a traumatic, traumatic <laughs> no, memory is... from Jack's yeah, like childhood. Yeah, to Lilo and Stitch. Into Lilo love. and Stitch. <laughs> yeah. No, but he's right though. It, what, so basically the game, second game is then about... Um, Jack basically goes from like this like kind hearted hero to like he's fighting against this dark eco and he can you get like dark, when he turns when the eco affects him 
he turns into like a demon and like his fingernails mm-hmm. grow really long into claws and his Very eyes cool. go jet black and like he starts getting like electricity going off of him um and you then can do some like really like well animalistic attacks basically where it's like they're like claw attacks and things like that and like charge attacks and stuff um but then they also introduce guns into the game did they do that in two or three two uh, they? i can't remember yeah i think two. i love that child-friendly platform yeah in the yeah. second one yes, but then they machine guns. Guns. yeah but then they, they also introduced because it was a city and it was bigger they then introduced vehicles as well so you could then like they had hover cars um which you could either drive along the floor or you could raise them and drive along the skyline which was like really cool. Um, and then the third one was obviously the biggest installment and the last proper installment of the, the franchise. Um, they did a spin-off game after, which was called Jack X, um, which was completely different and so random. It was basically, um, I imagine, a money-making scheme, but mm. they essentially turned it into a racing game, uh, Jack X. Oh, it was just so random. Um, yeah. But anyway, so Jack 3 was... Jack and Daxter 3 was everything because it was like the, the first two things I loved about the first two games... Um, and then what they did was they took the carry on storyline of this eco and the bad eco, and then they mixed in good eco. Um, and basically they made this big open world where you travel to across deserts, you travel to multiple cities, multiple people, you follow this massive storyline and throughout the game, you collect good eco and bad eco. And eventually you then get good powers and bad powers. And he becomes like the perfect balance of both. And you can at any point in the, the, when you're playing you can equip like not equip but you can do moves and button like patterns that either gives you massive blue angel wings or mm. or, or you can go it's like dark that. and go uh elect like so kind of like and, fable yes yeah like the way fables thingy system works except in this you don't you know in fable you have to choose kind of which path you're taking it's like a in comic this, thing in this you can do both so you can switch between them all the time so like when you're playing you can just keep changing um but it just it, the games are so good. They have obviously gun mechanics in them. They have driving mechanics in them, flying mechanics in them. Um, a great storyline, good humor. This cartoon aesthetic, which was really good at the time, um, and which just, would oh, make for a great remake. Yeah, imagine how stunning it would. Imagine be. kind of yeah, the like dense city now. Yeah, in in like ray tracing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like feeling the liveliness of the yeah, world. Of the world. Yeah, they, it was just a great game. And, and um, one of, I know it sounds really gimmicky, but, and Bradley probably agrees with me, um, but then in number three, they added in, um, I think it was in two as well, but not till maybe really late in the game. But number three gave you um, a hoverboard. So because you obviously spent a lot of time traveling around um, between cities, deserts, things like that, whenever you were in the desert, you would usually just get like a doom buggy and like go for it and you could blow up other like cars and that on the way, like evil people and stuff but they gave you a hoverboard and mm-hmm. you could do like, you could like bounce it off walls and do tricks on it and stuff. Like you could do like thingies, but every, like when you did tricks and stuff, it boosted you, didn't it? So you could literally yeah. end up like infinite boosting and you could just like blaze it around all the cities <laughs> and that, like weaving and out of people and like, like fly up ramps and stuff. And I just used to love, cause you could put it away and get it out at any point. And uh, it sounds it like freedom of it. Yeah. But even that, imagine that on a new console with new mechanics and like, mm-hmm. and like the loading so speeds and stuff of the PS5. Oh, just, yeah. Everything like that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm surprised. I thought you might have Chris. I, I don't know. I thought it might've been a game you had in your child, like that you played. Yeah. In, but, 
but I yeah. mean, I was I, for a minute. I thought it might be that one childhood game that I can never remember the name of from like, <laughs> PlayStation Two that haunts me because I can vividly oh, I, yeah. I can vividly reimagine it, but I've never been able to, to place find it, it or find like, it. Oh, I, I've gone through lists of PS Two games and I just can't find it. Oh, honestly, I'm I'm glad you feel that way about it as well because I have games like that and I always am like. I, I, you know, when you try and describe it to people as well, and you're like, I just can't. They look, you just sound crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Human. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So Jack and Daxter 3 would have that's to That's a be great one, Jack. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's, you know, that's made my job harder because now I'm like, yeah, I'll have that. <laughs> you, but, you, but I'm so glad you guessed that, Bradley, as well. That's yeah. And then you, the way you described it, I'm like, yeah, no, that's mine too. But yeah, that's mine too. Because yeah. this is the thing, is it's been such a difficult question because of the amount of remasters and remakes that we've got over the last like five ten years it just seems to be a never-ending yeah. flood of of them um because then oh, like instantly... oh yeah definitely but then i'm like you know demon souls oh damn it <laughs> <laughs> you, you just want that one. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah that's, out, that's the problem yeah exactly it's already here mm. and then i was like okay what else did i play in my childhood i was like mm, prince of persia and then it's like oh again nope <laughs> that's coming Can't oh yeah that. that's good um so I was literally like, I kind of did what Jack did. And I was like, right, you know what? Let's just think of a game that I played in my childhood. And, uh, and I'll just settle on that. <laughs> don't, th- don't think about it more than that. And there's always a game that I was really, really impressed with in my childhood. And I, I, like going back, I'm still kind of impressed with it. Did anybody ever play Spartan Total Warrior? Yes, it's Total War. Yeah. I absolutely adored that game. Creative Assembly. Yeah, and I like I. It's it's crazy because like I've never played a Total War, but because it wasn't an RTS, it's a a hybrid, isn't it? It's a hack and slash art where you command. You're the commander and the the soldier. You command things in there. Yeah, you you have an army. You give you give. It's it's a hybrid. It's hybrid. I didn't know you could actually command the army. (laughs) Bradley's just running around slashing and just not ordering anyone around. (laughs) Yeah, his troops are standing there like, uh, command. Yeah, that's the that's the big selling point. It's um. It's, My God, I experienced half of the game and loved you guys it as a kid. I mean, it's not <laughs> as it, it's nowhere near as in depth as the other Total Wars, but it, it's a hack and slash with uh, strategy and RPG element uh, and uh, strategy and um, RTS elements. The, the thing I was always really impressed with as a kid was for the PS2. It seemed to have such big and epic fights. Mm. And I was always like, wow, how, how is this running? Like, running fun. Like, no other game for me that I'd played came close to having yeah. a fight on that scale and just blitzing through. And it was so gory. How... As a kid, I was absolutely in, like, you know, in awe of it. And you're just yeah. like lopping heads off and arms and limbs. And it's just, it's so much. How good as well, Bradley, was the opening. Where oh yeah, because it, because it's this fictional take on what if Sparta was still at its prime when the Roman Empire came around. Mm-hmm. So they play on this like what if history tale of what if um, ancient Rome invaded ancient Sparta. Obviously, as well as completely mythology thrown in there. Yeah, and... so so like obviously completely historically inaccurate, but makes for a brilliant <laughs> setting. Oh yeah, and when the Romans invade, there's this. For its time, I imagine it might look a bit bad now. There oh, was God, this yeah. awesome cutscene where you had all these legionaries steaming into Sparta and you're like leading the Spartans in defence. Mm-hmm. 
it was it, exactly and i just remember like because i i love that whole you know the whole the ancient greeks and romans and i remember just feeling so epic while i was playing it not that i knew i could command my soldiers <laughs> i was just having such a good time and the combat was actually really fun it was you know it, it's really simple but you got like abilities progressively throughout the game um from kind of mythological weapons um mm. i remember this the swords of athena and like the sword and shield of medusa and they all had like these kind of you know special powers that go along with them and it just it really felt awesome yeah. when you had a battle that big and you would just like use the shield of medusa and like suddenly turn like half the battlefield to stone that and just start cool. like yeah it was and like being a little kid playing it on the ps2 it was just epic mm. and like that's a game that for like for some reason has just stuck with me because of that it's a game that like i literally had no idea what it was i went to a friend's house and played it and was like what is this and he was like oh yeah it's it's spartan Tauria." and then i was like oh my god i need this so i'm just like back to begging the parents (laughs) did you did you ever play though brad bradley the um spiritual successor vikings battle for for asgard no oh jack you must remember this vikings the game are you, battle are you for about... asgard yeah the, uh, there's really, dragons really, yeah and you die the, and you oh, go to valhalla yeah and, the and massive, you come back the massive like sieges yeah this stuff. is that that's that is in the same engine it's made by creative assembly and it's the basically the oh i sequel. did play this yeah I was vikings gonna say, you must battle for it, asgard yeah. had these crazy dragons these yeah. big it was all really of glory. like um viking yeah. mythology you had giant siege giants yeah. And as you went on, the areas got more and more crazy and you'd recruit local forces and build up your army bigger. Mm. And then funny thing is, I didn't battles. like it anywhere near as much. Oh, really? Probably. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I remember playing game. it and being like, I didn't know they were by the same people. Yeah. And I just didn't like it anywhere near as much. I think it had kind of like worn off because that was by the 360 time. And yeah. I think by then I was like not as impressed. I love that game. Spartan Total Warrior was 2005, and then that was 2008. So I think by 2008, I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that Vikings game. Oh, right. it's so good. Maybe I was too harsh on it. <laughs> Go back and play it. I mean, it's on Steam, Bradley. <laughs> I'll wait for a remaster. If I've called it, it will happen on Game yeah, Pass. Yeah, you've called it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I just had to settle with that because there's literally like so many things that i would possibly so 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 you want creative assembly to to go back into the hack and slash yeah yeah and like you know make it more obvious that you can command your units maybe i was doing it and i just didn't realize i was doing it i mean it's vague it's more like you know you say i'm gonna go they're gonna go this way they're gonna go that way it's more like you, you control the flow of the battle um and like if you kill, I used to remember in Vikings, if you kill certain units, your troops would push up past that point. So it was a hybrid in that you could command and push them up, but you had to do certain things. See, now I'm really happy with this pick because I, I think this could be done exceptionally well in today's kind of, you know, mm. with today's resources, you know, with the PC power we have like, and, and gaming console they, power. But even like Total War Warhammer is coming to the end of its life cycle. And with all the assets they've made, all the in-game engine, they could literally make a Total Warrior Warhammer and let you play as any number of the Warhammer um, you know, races in a hack and slash because yep. they've got all the assets. They've got everything all set up. I'm in. That would be wicked. <laughs> I feel like this, uh, this episode's question hasn't caused as much of a crisis this time around. Mm. No. No. Not prepared. <laughs> 
<laughs> sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I we'll, think we'll... it's more you just give us the. We only have a spur of a moment to decide. So we just. <laughs> yeah, literally... See, I prefer that. If you give me yeah, a too much overthinking. It's, yeah, it's too much overthinking. You start panicking, but then we'll probably kick ourselves off the episode and be like, damn it. Else, yeah. <laughs> On my phone's notes, it's just, <laughs> my <laughs> please remaster this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God damn it. I should have been saving this. Oh, Jesus. Well, um, do we have, unless anyone else got anything to add, do we have any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. No, I don't think I do have any closer though, other than now that I really, really want to play Jack and Daxter 3. Really <laughs> well, uh, there's a collection apparently, so maybe you can get it on the... On the um... I'll have a look. P.S. Yeah, I'll have a look. But yeah, um, other than that, no, it's uh, been good to have Jordan on again though. Yeah, um, it's been lovely. Yeah. Like I say, it was... Got a it was... big list, a lot of homework to go do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, will, I will make, I will listen back to this episode, I'll make a list and I will put it on social media. There. Make okay, it sound I'm awful. It. This is the only podcast that would give out homework. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm fine with anything to expand my. Uh, but it's like there's like so many. We will be marking it. Bring up and then I'll be like, oh, I haven't seen that. And they'll be like, what? Because I, I did a I did a film and television degree at uni, and there are so many films that I just haven't seen. Yeah, it's embarrassing. So no, I I'm all down for homework. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I hope in my closing thought is I hope people listening know that we all love a bit of sarcasm and mm-hmm. we don't take anything serious on this podcast because otherwise people would think we're just been bullying Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you can't come back on. <laughs> You're 42 episodes in. I'm sure they know by now. Sarcasm is a, a this, key. This this might be someone's first episode, Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, welcome to the sarcastic podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um yeah so that'd be that'd be funny and like I say next time when you come on in another eight months time we can uh we can update it with uh red crosses or, or green tickets. Yeah, lots of red crosses <laughs> <laughs> maybe one one green tick at least yeah well, yes. we'll, we'll aim for one set the bar low and then hey maybe i'll impress you guys it can never be as bad as bradley's do not worry jordan <laughs> mine's just film and tv and stuff <laughs> give me games and i'll probably play them well, has anyone else got any closing thoughts? No, I'm all good. Oh, well, it's just a pleasure to have you back on, Jordan. Pleasure and... is Thank you, guys. Thanks. And hopefully, hopefully, it won't be so long again next yeah, time. Yeah, hope, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully our can... schedules will line up. It must have. It must have been like months since you first, because you guys messaged me first, and then I was like, "Yeah, I'll get back to you." And then I never did because I'm an asshole. And then we kept trying to organise something, and it just kept rolling over. But we got there. Yeah, got We're there. Done, and done. And it was, it was, you say, it was really good fun. We love having you on. So um, thank you. And uh, we'll see everyone else next week. And uh, before we go, you can catch Jordan uh, over the handle of Wasps uh, on Twitch. If you listen to him, you're like, oh, I like this guy. Go stare at him while he plays Minecraft. There you go. <laughs> it's a really, really creepy way of actually saying what he does. Describing. Subscribers. People who Minecraft. stare at you while he you won't interact with you. He'll just be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he doesn't do all. I, I, I don't even know I'm streaming. It's just I'm the first I've heard of it. <laughs> well you mean those you mean those 2,000 people are watching me (laughs) (laughs) oh god just starts undressing wait what (laughs) wait what (laughs) Uh, I mean there are streamers who just get into bed and leave their stream on Uh, that's true true. so maybe you're missing you're missing (laughs) maybe that's the next content yeah (laughs) oh okay guys well we'll catch you all next week yeah see you later see you later see you later